0: Shirt show. All right, let's go. Shirt show, talking shirt. Shirt show, talking shirt. Shirt show, talking shirt. Shirt show, All right, episode thirty of Shirt Show. We're ringing in the new year with an introspective discussion on the past, the present, and the future. Let's
1: go. Hey, what's up? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> was that pretty epic
2: yeah i could barely see it in this though
1: they exploded one of these tnt party poppers
2: i feel like exploded is a strong strong word well anyway i uh i wore this for you because i know how last time you really liked how you couldn't read my face
1: yeah i like that a lot and so <laughs> it should be a great episode so um i can't wait Hey, look at this. You can see my face. Oh dude, was that a Sasquatch or was that um, Chewbacca? I think it was supposed to be Chewbacca
2: like years ago when like the first newer uh, uh, Star Wars movie came out, but it uh, looks way more like a Sasquatch than a Chewbacca.
1: Yeah, Sasquatch.
2: Sasquatch. Sasquatch.
1: Oh man, I'm really thirsty. (sighs) Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Well, this is going to be a long episode, so it's a good thing you got the <sighs> leader, the leader version.
2: Mm-hmm. You know how much Pure, we love. Oh, first of all, Pure Leaf, come on with the fuck, man. Seriously,
1: Pure Leaf. It's so disappointing because we could have such a good thing going. You know, like we could have such a good relationship. It's just like a real bond.
2: Like I really like it. I know. And we've introduced so many new people to Pure Leaf. We have. And it's just like.
1: You know when you like the girl and then she doesn't like you and you never give up. You get that then, a
2: lot though.
1: <laughs> I never had that. That happened. Yeah, that happens to me every time. But uh, uh-huh. <laughs> But hey, uh, I'm not drinking that today. Instead, you know what I'm drinking? Yes. Nope. Cue the cue the music. Right there. You know what that says? What a little good angel's envy.
2: Is that, is that alcohol? <laughs> Going hard today. Dude, don't cheers. you? Don't need a glass.
1: 2020. Cheers.
2: You don't need a glass. Just drink it out of the bottle.
1: Up, up high right here. Yep. Cork it back up.
2: Now we got to drink it, though. You can't cheers and not drink it.
1: It kind of looks like tea. This is Actually, this is just tea. Hmm. I put my, um, I put my pure leaf in a bourbon bottle. (laughs) I believe it. Or I put my bourbon in a pure leaf bottle. One of those two.
2: This is a lot of bourbon (laughs) (laughs) and I'm drinking it this entire episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'll probably catch a buzz off that.
2: I hate to say like the new year's resolution stuff, but I like, I really feel like this break everybody's mindset especially with 2020 it's like new like when they come back on the fourth i feel like it's a fresh start to yeah. you next year and all that all that other stuff
1: well i thought with this episode we could do kind of divide it up into three parts and one of them could be passed and then
2: act one act two and act three
1: yeah three <laughs> three acts <laughs> three acts it's like it's like a play right um no, a past and a present and a future. So,
2: also oh, like a Christmas. What's that a Christmas movie Christmas where it's like, story, yeah,
1: Dickens. Yeah, you know, you know,
2: it's like that.
1: Yeah, we can we can have a.
2: If only we had people calling in that could be like the the people that come in the middle of the night and set us straight.
1: More is it whiskey time. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Um, all right. So past, I thought we could, we could talk about in 2020, the things that we did right. And then the things that we did wrong and, um, all if right. you've got any, so I've got, um, I can kick it off with something. Yeah, right. And that is, um, diversification. So, so we were diversified enough when, when that happened, when, when it all shut down that, um, some of our customers went away but we had some customers that were still around and so um, so we were diversified enough to have some work and to have some print work right but at the same time i almost want to say that that was thinking about it now that that was also uh, something i did wrong is that we weren't diversified quite enough i mean if i'm looking and looking into this year like one of those customers that went that went uh, or we were we were heavy into schools right? And that all, most of that went away initially. And so um, we pivoted quick and we adapted, but, um, but what saved us was our diversification. Like we weren't all schools. You know, a company that was like all events or all schools or all something that went away. Then, you know, what did they, what did they do? I'm, I'm curious, you know, what, what was their next thing? And did they make it Masks. through, so, <laughs> right? Well, that was ours. And so what's funny is that, that everything went away in March most everything. And then the the customers that I'm talking about, how we were diversified, they brought masks here. You know, they they brought us masks and that saved our, our April. We lost money in March. It was the second month ever since we have been open that we ever lost money. And we made money in April. And so, but it was only because of masks. We did so many masks. I can't even, you know, I can't even tell you how many masks, but we did a lot of masks. And so um, that saved us. And it wasn't that we were selling masks on like out of our store or anything like that. It was just, right. the, just the relationships. Customer. Yeah. The relationships right. we had. And so a lesson I, I think that I learned from, from that is diversification is, is good. And, um, and I want to make, I want to take a, you know, a harder look at that and, and get even even more diversified so that right. whatever happens next, you know, We've got, we've got something anyway.
2: Right. And that's a good thing about, I mean, everybody always looks at the negative that this year has brought and it's not, it's nothing to do with this year. It's just a bunch of shit happened and whatever, but it definitely helped everybody realize like what they need to do to be more future-proof. Like, Mm, yeah you know, everybody should do that. Everybody should diversify and have like their hands and all these other things. It's the same with a business owner. They always say like, if you own a business, maybe you should own a couple businesses or put your money in other spots so that if one business fails, you don't fucking lose everything. And it's the same thing. It's like, have your hands in different customers for that business so that if one customer base goes away, you have all the others.
1: Yeah. I've heard that thing about multiple businesses too. Like where you have this if you look at it like a dinner plate and you have your entree, which should, for us, it'd be, you know, sure Kong screen printing, but then you have your side dishes too, that you're, you're kind of working on mm-hmm. that. You're all in, you're mostly in on this entree, but you've got these other things that you, you're working on in case the entree isn't what it, you know, goes away or whatever, something catastrophic happens. Yeah, I've heard that too, but I didn't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I have like, I have like this building and I have runner income. So like I have that. And that's one thing, like, I've been trying to do, and that's kind of what we did this year is we got the building kind of finished as far as like renovations. So now money I was taking to fix up the building, I think I'm going to start buying real estate. So I think I'm going to start buying like houses and flipping them with my dad. I don't know if I want to flip them or if I want to run them out, but I think I might start doing that within the next couple of years. But it's the same thing. It's just having extra things in case like one business goes dips down, you have other ones to pick it back up or just keep you going. So,
1: well, what you just said there is one of the things that, um, that I did wrong. Um, uh, so I've had, uh, this building I don't own, but in the past I have had a shop where, uh, I, at the building that I own, but this one we don't. Um, and so we lease and the last lease I signed was actually in October. Um, before all this happened and looking back, I would have signed, I would have had a part in there that says, Hey, if your income or revenue, so your gross revenue falls to, you know, half of what it is at, at least signing, um, or you can make up whatever, whatever number you want, but half of what it is at least signing, then you have an option to either shrink, you know, like get smaller downsize right. or or something, you know, because here we are, here's what we did is that we were at 7,500 feet, we added 5,000 feet and we added 5,000 feet, you know, four months before all this happened. And so obviously if we were sitting, if this happened, if if, uh, this happened four months earlier, I never would have taken on 5,000 more feet, you know, not, not under this uncertain times, right? We'd have just stayed small and been conservative with it all. Well, um, we didn't lose, our, our income didn't drop to 50%, but for a few months in there, it was around, it was in the 60s and then it climbed to 70 and 80 and back to, um, we're back to hundred now. But I mean, you know, I've got four years left on, um, you know, starting next month, I have four years left on that lease, 48 payments. And wouldn't it be awesome to know that if, let's say something, let's say it just gets way worse than it, <laughs> and, you know, and like, if something catastrophic were to happen. And so I think there needs to be some sort of, next time I sign a lease, if I ever sign a lease again, if I don't, you know, build their own building, if I ever sign a lease again, I'm going to sign a, some sort of catastrophic like insurance policy clause. Or then I'm not signing.
2: Period. That makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Um, that's a mistake I made because you were mentioning how you are, you're diversified and that you have you have rental income. And so, you know, you know, as long as their businesses are okay and they don't go under because there's nothing guaranteeing that, I guess, but. Mm-hmm.
2: But it is. Well, the nice it, thing it, about it is you can always, you can always find someone else to rent. I mean, it's not instant, but like I at least have that option where if they leave, it's ready for the next. Under
1: person. normal circumstances, but maybe not a right. pandemic you know, so.
2: Right. But that's the other thing too, is that like with owning this building and not owing anything at all, even if they left, I'm not hurting. Like, I don't need that money. The nice thing about her renting that space right now is that the money, like the taxes, insurance and all that for this building, she covers with her rent money. So like, I don't have to pay a dime. Like beautiful. Right. Like I told you, my, my electric and gas bill for this building is really the only thing I have to pay like every month. And if we were to shut the doors from COVID, my bill every month was like 800 bucks. And that's exactly <laughs> what her rent is, is 800 bucks.
1: Dude. Okay. so Well, that's very different <laughs> <laughs> scenarios. Yeah. But, um, okay. So something else uh, that you did right. Or, or wrong. I, you have anything? That I did right and wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Got anything? Oh, well, I feel
2: like what I did right was what we were talking about, but it was completely by accident, which was owning the building and um, just having my equipment paid for to where when anything like this happened, like a pandemic or whatever, I was covered and I didn't owe a bunch of people a bunch of money. So being pretty much debt free, um, is a huge factor in that. And I would, I would recommend anybody that has a business to strive for that to, to not just be like debt, 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 like, Oh, I'm out of debt now. Let me get a bunch more debt again, and then pay that off and then get a bunch of debt again. it's like, to like just strive to be debt-free and then if anything ever happens you don't owe anybody anything nobody's knocking on your door being like give me my money right um but like i said i didn't plan for that at all
1: oh you kind of did i think that you that you did just by saying hey i want to operate like this next piece of equipment right i mean i I planned
2: i planned to be debt-free but i wasn't like you know in case of you know fucking swine flu (laughs)
1: Uh, Uh, right you didn't know what why but the right. but you knew that you should be because of what what may happen and so right. i think that's a good i think subconscious subconsciously you did you did do that you know you made the right move and so that was, i would say that's something you did right for sure and we had we were in the same boat with, with regards to that because we um you know we own all of our equipment too so we've leased nothing and we've been um we we a while back I bought, let's see, I bought an embroidery machine, a forehead embroidery machine on, on a lease. I, I leased it for 36 payments, but I mean, that was years ago. I
2: mean, you can like, lease stuff. I'm not saying don't lease stuff. I'm just saying like, look at your, what you can actually afford. Like people lease stuff cause they, you know, they it's just how it works out for their like working capital. You're like, okay, I, if I break it up this many times, it, it works in my cash flow. Like every month or whatever, like that's fine. At least figure that shit out. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people who want stuff and they don't think about it or do the research or look at anything and be like, oh, I can actually afford. They look at their cash flow. A, and B, say. and C happens, right? They're just like, fuck it, I want it. Uh, the bank's willing to give me the money.
1: So um, I would say that I would say I would say that um, my my advice would be would go like this: if you have the cash to to purchase the equipment do that, but as long as it doesn't put you in a bad cash, cash position, you know, like, mm-hmm. so if you have, in other, in other words, if you have a thousand dollars and you, and you the piece of equipment that you want to buy is a thousand dollars, don't, you know, that that's going to put you at zero. That's, that'll, right. that's worse than, than having a payment. You know, I mean, you, you need cash, like cash, steam, right. you have to have cash to operate. Right. And so I would say that if you're leasing something and it gives you a good cash position, then that's a different cash strategy. cash projection cash right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does that make but, sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. And
2: it, I was probably like two years into business and I talked to a business owner that I kind of looked up to and talked to a bunch of times, not print related at all. And I'd asked him about it. And I was always, like I said, that mentality of like, I want to pay this off. I want to pay this off. And it was a payment that I had on the building or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to just like, I have this like couple orders coming up where I could probably take all the profits and just like pay him off and get him out of there. And he was like, why would you do that? Like, realistically, why would you do that? And I was like, well, cause then I don't have to pay him anymore. But he's like, yeah, that's the money you made from doing those things is money you need to run your business and use for like X amount of time. Like same thing you just said, like if you have a thousand dollars and it costs a thousand dollars, you're at zero. So that's what I was going to do is I was just going to like buy something, be back to zero, buy something, be back to zero. And he was like, no, dude, it's all about cash flow. Like as long as you need to make sure you have reserves and you have money to buy everything you need for, you know, like a month and salaries and everything else, like don't kill yourself, but like spread it out. So do you have a line of credit? Yeah, I actually have a lot of things where people offer me money. It's funny, we, I didn't ask for it, but like banks, there's like two banks in our area that kind of like fight for our business which is kind of like how like S and Broder and all those guys are is they like try to fight for your business and give you like best rates and all that other stuff. But like one of the banks came in here the other, like not the other day, it was probably a month ago now. And they were like, Hey, like we see you have like, you know, like $5,000 credit line that you never use. Um, but we'd like you to start using, like we'd love for you to start like getting loans and like, paying us more money and stuff. You know what I mean? They were just like, like, how can we, cause they see how much you make, you know what I mean? They see your yearly nut and they're like, how can we get some of that? So they, uh, they fought really hard. And I just had that five grand for like overdraft protection in case I ever needed it. And they, they came in and they were like, Oh, you know, with all this government money going around or whatever they're like, we can give you, uh, like another line of credit that goes just on your bank account where like, if you uh, want it, it's there. Like it's, apply for it. If you get approved, it's there. And they were like, Oh, we'll give you on a $50,000 credit line. Um, and I just like signed a piece of paper that saying like, if I wanted, I could use it and I applied for it and they gave it to me and they actually Christmas, Christmas, no, the day after Christmas. Uh, so yesterday I got an email saying like it was there, it was approved. So like if I wanted to use that money, it was there. And it's just like, like I have no use for it right now and I don't plan on using it, but
1: it's good though to have a line of credit.
2: It's, good, it's good to have it. Yeah. It's yeah. good to be like, I mean,
1: what if you, like for example, if you come across something um, and you want to, um, it's just a piece of equipment or whatever and you want to right. buy it and you know you, and you are going to lease it, let's say, well you can buy the piece of equipment with that line of credit and then, and then, sign papers on the lease later, you know,
2: if you want. It's just, it's just a peace of mind thing to have it there. Like I said, knowing that, like you said, if anything happens or if I do say there's like a print auction or whatever, where someone's yeah. selling off equipment and it's like, they're like, it's just, you know, it's a once in a lifetime chance to get this piece of equipment <laughs> right. for this price or whatever. It's like, I have that if I want it. Exactly. Um, I just don't yeah, like being we, tempted with that kind of stuff. It's like, Hey, you have a million dollars floating over here. Like, well, you've had, a, it you you had to have
1: good self-control. Yeah. You can't, right. you, you can't go using it on your vacay to, mount Maui. So I, I, we Rose. have a, we have a, we have a line of credit and I hadn't touched it in probably, I don't know, at least five years. And we get a letter every year that says, Hey, um, we've renewed it and still there. Well, <laughs> the day, um, you know, in March where all, all the shit went down, I drew, I drew the entire amount because, you know, I didn't know. Like, I just wanted to like, okay, we need to have as much cash as possible right now. And so, because you could always pay it, like it's all online. So I just transferred it online to my checking yeah. and I could just yeah. move it back the next day if I wanted.
2: That's how this is. But, yeah.
1: Well, I transferred it every single, like the, I maxed it out like that day <laughs> because I uh, I heard somewhere like, well, what if they you know, um, took it back. I mean, what if they canceled it? You know, like they didn't, they didn't want to overexpose themselves to a bunch of businesses who are all of a sudden taking their lines of credit to pay their payrolls and they can't even pay it back. And so
2: a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of things did that too. Like lenders, they were just like, Oh, because of rough times, we're not going to like do this. Right. You know, if you wanted this amount of money we'll do like a, like half of it.
1: It's funny what you were saying about the banks though, how they're competing for you. I remember when I used to run. That was a thing. Like I would run deposits just to get out of here. You know, like otherwise, sometimes I'm I'm just in these four walls like all day and nowhere or whatever. And so I I forced myself. hey like, yeah, I'm going to run the deposit. And so I'd go run it, and uh and and it, and one all of a sudden like it was a couple of years back they started when when I went inside I knew them by name and we yeah do bullshit you know all of a sudden they're like they had closed, they closed down the teller windows and they're like, Oh, we all have, you know, cubicles or offices now. And so when you went in, they'd say, come on back and you'd mm-hmm. go and sit in their office. And of course the reason why they want to do that is they're like, Oh, you know, by the way, there's this new credit card or whatever. Or mm-hmm. have you thought about, you know, this loan or anything like that? And they just start pitching you stuff. And I know they have mm-hmm. to do that because it's.
2: it's yeah, I think I think is, them as an employee, them. like they probably get all kinds yeah. of like in bonuses and incentives and shit to like get, be like, Oh, I have this business for their branch, and, right. right? Like come in and get a loan for right $300,000 or something.
1: So, um, all right. Things that, that we did right, things we did wrong. Anything else you can think of besides, like,
2: well, I know, I know I did no, absolutely nothing wrong this year, so I don't really have anything for that. I mean, I'm just on this trajectory all the time. <laughs>
1: So you never like you never fuck up, right?
2: Ever. Right, ever? No, 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 no.
1: But let's say you it did do something hypothetically. You know, mm-hmm. let's say you did something wrong. What was it, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what 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 would it be? Not what was it because it didn't happen. But like, if you were to do something wrong, what would it be? Last mm-hmm. year, does that not make sense? That doesn't make sense. It okay, makes how sense. about how about something?
2: I? <laughs> I honestly can't think of anything I really did wrong this year, other than just like the usual daily you know, fuck ups. But I think, and this is like a really deep topic that, and I've called, I called you about this the other day that really just kind of like bugged me and I was looking, reaching out to a buddy for advice or whatever. And I've kind of always, and I've talked about it a ton in this podcast. and I've talked to a ton of people have talked to me about how they like that. That's how I run this business and everything where everybody's buddy, buddy and, and all that stuff. And I feel like For me, that's how it was for a really long time. And that's how it is. Like everybody here is a tight knit group and we're all like family and whatever. But I really feel like at the end of this year, I kind of got hit with uh, basically one of my employees quit. I won't go too into detail with it, but he had some problems with stuff and it wasn't all necessarily here. It was home life and here and and whatever else. And I think, I feel like a lot of the mentality was the fact that we joke around a lot and we, you know, we're not like manager. Everything's like by the book and like, this is how we deal with these issues and all this other stuff. So anyway, it came to a head where basically he quit like, two days before we went on break, two days before Christmas, basically. He was just like, I quit, left, no call, no show, whatever. Um, And then Brian and Chris are like my, you know, my best friends that have been here since very beginning. Like as soon as I started this company, they, they were here, you know, I hired them on to, to work with me. And Brian came in and talked to me and kind of just, you know, kind of, gave me some advice and what he thought is being an employee here, like what I should do and maybe things we could do better in the future and all that other stuff. And like, and then the, the day we took a break or whatever, same thing with Chris, like he wrote me a long email and on my phone, you know, on your phone, when you get an email, it's really long. It's really fucking long because it's like set up for a phone. I felt like I was scrolling forever. It was just like all these like heartfelt tips and ideas on like how I should look at this company for my employees in the future. And was it good insight? Yeah, no, it was all great insight and it was actually stuff I was already thinking of because I was talking to you about it, like employee benefits and all this other stuff. And like, I'll admit it. And we've, I've talked about this on this before, but like I've never gone too deep into employee benefits just because I generally have a smaller crew. Like there's 10 of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just
1: didn't, that's, that's, that's big enough though.
2: Right. But I'm just saying like, I, I never Mm -hmm. super looked into it other than the one time I looked into like health insurance and it was just not worth it. And half of the employees were getting more than half of the employees. Almost all of them were getting covered by their spouses or some other means but it was just a lot of stuff like that, that like, basically I shouldn't be like paying my employees or doing benefits because it's the, it's like the average, you know what I mean? Like I shouldn't just be like everybody who gets paid here gets paid this amount because I talked to 10 other screen printers and they say, that's what they pay their employees. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm safe. And I'm X amount of dollars over minimum wage. Uh, this is a safe place to pay them. And I can get away with it. Like, I don't care about getting away with it. I just more came from my life and the way I grew up where I'm just kind of like, like I said, that's why I pay stuff off because I don't want to have that over my head of like, I owe somebody something. It's the same thing with like payroll, like always in everybody who gets paid here gets paid well, like nobody gets paid shitty. Um, But I've just never gone like, you know, super above and beyond because I'm there. I know like, what if something happens or what if we have a slow month and I can't make payroll and all this of stuff. So basically they were just like, Hey, I've seen the kind of improvements you've done in this company and all these things. And like, maybe this year, like, I'm not asking for It's what both of them said. Like, I'm not asking for more money in any way. I just think that maybe in the future, like with new hires and all this other stuff, maybe you should offer them more incentives um, that are like I said, like PTO or higher wage. Or I think this that's stuff great. to like make them be proud of working here because that, that that's like one of the things Chris said that resonated with me a lot was just like a lot of people want to work here because of it's like the cool place to work or we do fun stuff and like all this other stuff. But the real, the the thing is is that that's always lingering in people's minds. of like, I love working here. I love being a part of this company. But on the days when you're just like dogged because we have to stay late and you have a lot of stuff to do, a lot of that cool factor goes out the window because you're just like, I've worked like 12 hour days every day this week. And you know, it'd be nice if I was paid like this much more or whatever. And, uh, right. I feel like I get it. going into this year, th- this is my, what I did wrong. I guess it was probably, I don't think it's necessarily anything wrong, but it's something I really, especially I'm going to give a lot of credit to Chris and Brian for this because they're the ones that kind of came to me with it, but it already was in my mind is I think I'm just going to go that much higher with this year. I think when everybody gets back in the fourth, I'm just going to have like a shop meeting and be like or talk to Kim, my accountant, and be like, this is what I can afford. Like, I know I can get away with this. Everybody's getting, like, a raise to this point. It's not like everybody's getting 25-cent raise. It's like, no, like, dollars more um, than what they were.
1: I think that um, if you don't have benefits, and this is separate from compensation, whether it's hourly or salary. I think that if you don't have benefits at all, you know, and benefits, the benefits I'm talking about um, that we have and, and that most places offer are paid holidays, uh, PTO, and then health insurance. So, I mean, I think that's separate then from compensation. Right. Um, so uh, separate from hourly or, or, or salary compensation. And so um, when we first started here, we didn't have We didn't have benefits. And so the first thing I added along the way was just paid holidays because that was really easy for me. Right.
2: And that's what we talked about. And I think I think that's what I'm gonna do this year is I'm gonna do paid holidays and look into like obviously people that have worked here for quite a while, be like, all right, you're gonna get X amount of PTO.
1: Yeah, and then PTO is this it would be the second thing. Like so once you have paid holidays, then you could add PTO and you can you know, that's what it's completely up to you because you can say, well, we're going to have one one week or 40 hours and that's going to be your balance and you can use it throughout the year or you can make whatever number up you want. And then group health is a whole different thing. And so I think once you have all of those things um, in addition to just compensation, then that's, that's, I mean, beyond just it's cool to work there or cool to work at Sher Kong, or I really like the creative or I really like to make things or whatever it is, the reason why you choose to work. Well,
2: it's the, it's the like real factor. You know what I mean? It's the like, like I said, you can do things for like how your feelings and all that, but it's the realness of like, I have, you know, a wife and a kid and a house payment and all this other stuff that has nothing to do with. I like where I work. It has to do with, I need fucking money to pay my bills. You know what I mean? So that's the part that I've always just kind of like, I'm that spirited of like, like art spirited where I'm just like, I just want to do what I want to do and I'll figure the rest out later. Hmm. Like, you know, that, that, and that's the truth. That's the kind of guy I am. Like I'll, I'm, I'm usually like business minded in the fact, like I know where I want this company to go and I'm trying new things and stuff, but I'm not like, I don't have everything together. Like I'm trying to figure everything out as we go. And like a lot of that stuff is the stuff that's like, same here. Taxes mm-hmm. and shit like that. Nobody wants to fucking think about that Same stuff. Here, it's yeah, just I mean, like, I you have to up. like spend time on it when you get to a certain point now, like I said, I feel like I'm at just at that level. Like I'm at that bottleneck where like, if I want to go from like 10 people to 15 people or 20 people, I need to figure the shit out now. Like I need to figure out like, this is what everybody who, who works here is worth. Pay them that make sure they're more than happy with the real stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, I, I don't, don't know that you have to shit. commit
1: to giving everybody raises. You could just say, okay, when you get back on the 4th, you could say, and you're going to have that meeting, you know, an all-in or uh, all-hands-on-deck meeting. You could say, look, um, starting now, and this is a perfect time to do it, right? the beginning of the year, you can say, paid holidays the rest of the year, and you can pick out the holidays you want. We have six. And then you can say, everybody gets 40 hours PTO in their bank right now. And you just gave some, you just essentially gave because we do six holidays and then four more or sorry, five more days, a full week pay. You just gave 11 days pay. I mean, that's a huge you know, commitment for you right there. Yeah. And so, you know, you can just start there. I, I would right. just say um, that's a great place to start. So right. I feel like um, the other thing that I know the other thing that, that we did wrong had a, was an HR issue too. And that is I brought somebody back that, um, I really like as a person and, um, did a good job, but had a few things that were problematic with their working here, but, and they had worked here for a while. Um, but that I, but they went, um, they were furloughed, but when I brought them back and I, and I, And I knew like, I I was like, Oh, I don't think I, I don't think I should, but I went ahead and brought them back anyway because we need, I learned,
2: I learned this exact lesson of what you're talking about a couple (laughs) of years ago. Like I've are, I know where this is going.
1: Well, I brought them, brought, brought them back. And
2: it's the ex-girlfriend thing. It's the, when they're gone, like you leave them in a couple months or a year, you're like, I think we can make it work again. And then you get back with them and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like this is, I left them for a reason.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I guess that's true yeah you forget like um you know maybe maybe you do maybe you forget about some of the bad things about the the habits or whatever it was that that you knew you were kind of had that gut feeling of I shouldn't bring them back but you went ahead and I went ahead and did it and I had to then let them go again and they knew like I had we had verbal warnings I did it I went through all the, the formalities and they knew that that if they if they were um what their problem was and why they and they had a chance, in other words, he had a chance to correct it, but just had to let him go. And so yeah. that was a mistake. I knew I shouldn't have done that. So that was one, something I did wrong. And I had, I, and it was a good lesson to remind me of, if I have that in my gut, like if I don't think I should do it, then just don't do it.
2: So yeah, no, you know, I, I, um, I definitely go, go that route.
1: Well, um, so that's, I don't know, that's, that's what, uh, I that
2: guess was that's past, that's, that's past.
1: We have this thing that's going on. We kind of touched on it a minute ago about, um, well, that was more to do with shipping, but it's the stock issues. It's trying to order shirts. Joanne, when she is ordering shirts, I need to take a, like a video or a picture of this because it's, it's, it's so great. It's so cool. Like she has every distributor open. She has, she should, we really need to get her a giant monitor, like, I don't know, 10 feet mm-hmm. wide and have, or maybe multiple monitors have S&S, Broder, Sandmar, tsc whoever else all just go down the list right have everybody that's that that has just you can look at inventory because you're trying to fill this order of a hundred shirts that are in whatever you know whatever style that that you can't get at at the main ones and so you well that's what other I, I,
2: well, the, the problem is is this might go away and it probably won't be relevant anymore but it could be like if this was a future thing it'd be awesome yeah. if there was an app That was just like, where's the stock? And you just like ordered it all right from that app. And it it automatically automatically ordered from from all those places.
1: But, and it would be good, but like, there's so, there's such strategy. I would buy that app right now. There's, well, me too. There's such (laughs) strategy though, that goes into purchasing. That's such a hard job and you have to be so good at it because think about it, like, even in SNS, you know, you can buy this shirt, and it could be coming from one of I don't know five or six different locations. And if you put it in the wrong, it put the one in the cart that's from Vegas or whatever. And you know what it was doing? Actually, it was automatically choosing your shipping methods, and it was choosing USPS because they would default to that when at certain locations because it wanted you to because they had their their caps, you know, their limits from us yeah. from, from us from UPS. And so, dude, it's such a hard job.
2: You know what? really makes me want to punch a baby in the face <laughs> is when and I and I'm the purchasing person. Like I'm the one I'm the Joanne where like I have to order all the blanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is when Joanne's you do, way hotter. Well yeah obviously. Uh, <laughs> but like But like you have, like you said, all those tabs of like SNS, Samar, all the places or whatever, you finally fucking find something that works. Like you find an alternative or you find that actual item and you get it in the cart and you're adding more items and you're adding stuff like SNS, for example, you order all this stuff and like 10 minutes later, you're finally done and you go to the cart and those items you found, someone else already ordered them or they're gone. I, every (laughs) single fucking time I was just like, Oh, like I want to punch yeah. my monitor so bad. You can't bad.
1: sleep on that. You got to go. Like, we like that's what sucks is
2: like you have to like fucking order everything instantly. You have to be like oh, we order everything.
1: Yeah, we changed to that. At, I would say early December. We all of a sudden said doesn't matter. We turn an order in because it's free ship. No matter what, like no matter what size. So turn an order in. Boom, order it. Doesn't matter. Like doesn't yeah. matter. We used to wait till two o'clock or whatever and just order everything for a few hours. But except for Sammar, right? But. Didn't matter. We just ordered it eight in the morning. It just, you know, just order right yeah. away. And that's what we, that's what yeah. we shifted. Uh, well, it's
2: funny. Like I have but. certain orders where like a customer ordered say it was like 50 independent army green hoodies or whatever. Like I would tell Sarah, I'd be like, Hey, there's no stock in this. She would take the invoice and then just like periodically check to see if there was stock. Yeah. And she would like come from her office. I see her coming with like an invoice in her hand and she's like, hurry up order these right now. They're in stock. And it's in like Texas. And I would just like re- go right on, order it, and then you you finally hit submit and you're like, you feel like I won, I got it. Like it's on its way. And it's just like I'm it's like so, a video game. I'm you're so kind of, over that shit. They
0: though. need to make like, a
1: video they need to make a video game and so <laughs> that we can get on our phones that it's just like ordering shirts, you know, and you have all these obstacles, and then when you get them all in the cart and you purchase, you purchase them and then you win. I just but hey, I don't I don't want to do that. we have somebody that can really help out uh, with this and provide some insight. I think about about what's going on with uh, well. Um, with
2: it, is it is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson?
1: I, I mean, I think people are going to be surprised because they're going to be, like, "How did you land him on your podcast?" But hey, you know, it's it's um, I might call the highest paid friend. actor. Right? No, no, no. It's better than that. It's better than that. Um, we have Chris from SNS. And yeah, it was he, pretty much the same. He he called me last week because he was kind of doing his annual uh end of the year, you know, like, hey, so you guys did awesome or you guys suck, you know.
2: Which uh, is probably what he said. Each.
1: <laughs> and um and he was telling me or we were talking about, you know, the issues with with um with stock and and what and he said, Hey, I've got some I've got some news. So I asked him to um, to join us today and he's here, he's waiting.
2: Oh, he's ready right now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, he, he's, in, he's in the waiting room and so let's bring him in. You want to do that right now? Hold on. Look at that backdrop this time. Yeah, I know. Where's the loft? I thought for sure you'd be in the loft. <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm hiding. I'm hiding in my wife's room where she does Zoom calls because I got all the kids and dogs downstairs barking. <laughs> Need a little peace and quiet.
2: I'm with you. How are yeah. you guys? Good. What's going on, man?
0: Not too much, man. Having a, a good little break and uh, kind of enjoying the weather today was nice. Yeah, so got outside and did, did a little metal detect, in one of my hobbies today, so that was fun. Oh, really? Like, yeah. What'd you say you found? Like a
1: golden? This is no. interesting. I found
0: a silver half dollar that was made into a ring, probably like a wedding ring or something. And uh, I posted on one of the forums, and they said in uh, military, a lot of guys would make these on their ships out to battle or like if they were in jail, sometimes like the brig, they, when they had time on their hands, they would make these things. And, uh, several people posted stuff in world war II, Like they were, one guy was in, uh, in Japan on his route to Korea for the Korean war. And he, he has one from his grandfather. It was pretty cool. So whatever awesome. it was it was a cool find it. they had no idea what I found. It was really neat. Where did you find it? Uh, I found it in a park and just metal and found a bunch of beer cans and, you know, trash. And all of a sudden something came out. I'm like, what's that? And I looked at it on the inside and it said half dollar on it. And it was weird. And it was like a coin that was turned into a, a wedding band.
2: That's awesome. What's cool. the coolest thing you found?
0: Um, I don't know. It depends what you like. I, I got this old, uh, like an art deco back scratcher from the 19th. <laughs> it's got a hand on one side and a serpent on the other. It's pretty wild. It's metal. Yeah, it's about a foot long. It's really cool.
2: I love how you said, it depends on what you're into. And the first thing you're like, I got this back scratcher.
0: Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, well, last weekend I found a brothel token at a friend's house. So that was kind of interesting. It was his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daughters, it must have been them.
2: <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, me and Andy have been talking for a little while already, just wrapping up 2020 and everything. And I feel like yeah. the, biggest, the biggest concerns... Every printers had this year is finding stock and everything else we were hoping maybe you could shed light on the future and what you what you found out
0: okay well um this inventory goes right now uh s and s hasn't you know taken their foot off the gas on uh, buying stock. we're still buying at levels we were buying prior to the covid. Um, and, you know, we continue to buy at that rate. Uh, mills have been challenged, you know, all the way through fourth quarter. Um, Gildan's probably going to be the first one out of the woods in the first quarter, I think, just because their production capacity is so much larger than their competitors. So I think they'll be coming back around, which is going to help about 80% of our screen burners, you know, because I think a lot of people have been looking, you know, for basic crews and basic hoods and just, you know, nuts and bolts, man, that, re- that drive the machine. Black uh, the anything? Thing. Yeah, black and black. <laughs> exactly.
1: So when do you see
0: Gildan coming back? Um... I would say most of them are going to be coming back at the end of the first quarter. I think that would be safe to say Bella canvas is definitely going to be end of the first quarter, maybe, you know, slightly there, you know, March time um, just because a lot of their stuff is coming in imported. So there's about a six month cycle for their stuff to
2: come in. Now, do you feel like with them The problem is kind of gone. They're just trying to play catch up, or well, they're
0: playing, they're doing a couple things. Uh, the with Gildan, the the problem still exists the capacity, but they have a lot of capacity, so they're building stuff as fast as they can. Also, at the same time, you probably noticed on availability of uh, like expanded sizes or oddball colors, even oddball styles. Gildan had a, you know, plan to drop these over some time. They kind of accelerated that this year. So they dropped them early. So they're really trying to focus in on what they're going to carry. You know, Gildan was always known for having deep inventory and having basics on the shelf. uh, And I think they kind of got overextended. So, You know, I think historically they were known as somebody that you can go to and buy that trail out of black.
1: This year that wasn't possible. That makes sense. That's good news, actually. Yeah, it's great. They're they're focusing on the basics.
0: Yes. So you're going to see it uh, come back around, I think, at the end of the first quarter. So I would use that kind of as a marking stick. I think till then it's probably going to be still kind of hand to mouth. you know, as they get stuff, we're going to sell through it. But, um, you know, as far as we're concerned, we're taking in, uh, levels or have orders written for above, uh, what was going on prior to COVID. So we're trying to get as much as we possibly can into our buildings.
2: Yeah. I just want to make sure it wasn't going to be one of those things where like they finally come back in stock and then everybody and their brother buys it. And then they're back to like, well, shit, now we don't have enough to make again.
0: Right. Well, you're, the good thing is you're going to be out of fleece season. So they're going to have sweatshirts, but they won't have t-shirts.
2: <laughs> I'd be so pissed. I'm if like t-shirt. nothing but hoodies are back in stock.
0: Exactly. The medium Ugh. hoods, medium hoods would be in stock. You're, you're lucky.
2: <laughs> I'd just be happy to get a two X, three X or four X of anything.
0: Yes, exactly. No, I, I, feel think... a, I feel the same way. That's been the most difficult thing I think overall is getting that full size run that people are looking for just to fill a basic need, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I think people have an idea of what happened, you know, with regards to, you know, why why there's such shortages. But can you recap or what you know anyway, what what got us to this point?
0: Well, I think what you probably saw is, you know, the beginning the timing of COVID where it started, you know, it was kind of at the middle of February. That's when it was kind of, the, you know, in the news a little bit. But it was still something that was kind of far-fetched, not immediately in our backyard. And, uh, you know, once it started getting out there and stuff, uh, they were in sweatshirt production. So everything got clamped down at the end of February, uh, you know, beginning of March until the second week in July. They had no production capacity. So there was nothing being built. If there was a half a sweatshirt sitting on the cart, it sat there until July 15th. Nobody touched it. So they had to come back and then go back in there and get all the components and start up production, you know, with half the staff or whatever the limitations were by the governments in those places. So, you know, they might have had 5,000 people working at, you know, five plants and they might have been down to 2,500 because of COVID restrictions and spacing and, you know, uh, things that the government required. So a much harder thing to do. Plus, they had all that backlog of orders from there. Um, And then, you know, um, I'd say within the last 60 days, we've been talking about the hurricanes in the same area that just have been hit by COVID. So all over Central America, where, you know, Gildan Manufacturers, Bella Canvas Manufacturers, uh, Haynes Fruit, uh, Russell Champion, they're all built in that same little area. Um, all of those places were hit by that stuff. So, you know, they just got a double whammy about, uh, three months after they started back up, you know, so that's it's an unfortunate set of circumstances, but that's where it got us to today. You know, the way I look through it, you know, if you look at it now and what we've all been through and if we've, uh, been allowed to pivot and make some changes. I think on the other side of this, there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there because, you know, the market's going to be ready when this thing starts slowly lifting. You're going to see uh, a lot of opportunities, I think, for to improve market share and to, you know, people are going to be in a, in a mode, I think, to buy products. And we saw small glimpses of that as restrictions were lifted locally here, you know, in the last uh, 30, 60 days, you know, and then when the restrictions clamped down, then business slowed down as well. So it really followed about between five and seven days behind those uh, calls in the municipalities or government levels. So, you know, it was really close reaction to what was going on, which was very interesting to follow.
2: So so long story short there's light at the end of the tunnel right now.
0: Yes and the, and that's uh, a shorter tunnel than it was when we talked the last time because we're looking at 6 months from now and now we're probably inside of 3, you know. So
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. it's really really good news. Um while well, we got you is there anything new that you're stoked about for, from S&S well, there's, for twenty
0: two? Yeah, we get a lot of stuff. You know, we're still doing the updates to our website. So we're doing live updates. As soon as a new product comes out, uh, we put it live up on the website. Um, like this week, Independent Trading just came out with new duffel bags, you know? For, so you got this killer uh, set of about 12 duffels and they've got patterns like camos and stripes and different things you would see at retail at a decent price point um so that's kind of cool um bella canvas is launching new colors in january so those should be ready probably the third week in january maybe the second week in january they'll start shipping out to distributors but a whole new collection of colors which would be nice you know and that uh give you new things to you know make creative designs on so that's going to be fun um tell them just to dye all
2: that shit black and at least yeah, put black black, black
0: and white we'll take black and white yeah. right?
2: i don't care about colors right now <laughs> just give me the the usuals
0: hey you're 80 percent of the customers i agree with that you know <laughs> there used to be a funny story when i uh before i came to sns one of the guys that i worked with over the years he was a uh, owner in SNS, prior to our current owners and uh I would go to meetings with him all the time. And he would say, uh, I would say, Hey, let's get the new Anvil Henley, the thing with the pocket and long sleeve. And he would say, do you want that? Or do you want more black tees? And I go, I want that. And he said, you're going to sell three dozen of that. And you're going to sell 3000 dozen of the black beefy. So, uh, you know, <laughs> which one do you want? <laughs> exactly. It both takes up the same space. <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question, black's key.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real.
1: Um, you really helped us in when this all happened and we replaced, Mm -hmm. um, we were talking earlier about diversification and so we, we shifted and we were printing masks. We went to PPE, you know, and so I don't think that option is going to be there this, this spring. And so, you know, if something happens or we go, you know, take a step backwards and it locks down again, what is there, you know, do you have any insight on that? Like, what do we, uh, what do we move to? Um, What's the new thing?
0: You know, it's a a great question because, you know, as we look at our business too, a a lot of the growth and from, you know, that second quarter came out of PPE orders, whether you sold, you know, a thousand masks to somebody or 20,000 or a hundred thousand. So what are you going to replace that with? Um, You know, essential businesses would be good to key in on. Uh, There's a lot of those out there. You know, from banking to grocery stores to, um, you know, things of that nature, uh, retail preprints, you know, your online, line, uh, I think uh, church groups and stuff like that. Um, those are things that are still active and there's many more sectors out there. But, uh, you know, the kind of focus on that construction is another big one. I think that everybody that at screen print and embroidery level can service. Um, I think there's still a lot of things happening there. So that's another strong market. Um, but I think it's very important you think about that now, because I think the first quarter is going to be really tough. You know, because this, um, the government support of what's going on for businesses, a lot of them, you know, really struggled this past year. It's a very difficult year for a lot of our customers. And you know, if there's no new programs out there for some people, you're going to see people that are got a business are going to have a really tough first quarter. So until this vaccination gets out there and gets a little more mainstream. You know, people are going to have to really be planning ahead. So you're not going to be able to wait and try to do it just in time and try to plan, you know, what you're going to sell this month. You really are going to have to be out there about three months in front. So, um, you know, my advice would be looking, you know, what you're going to be selling for that second quarter right now.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say construction. I remember that was one of the first orders we received when mm-hmm. we came back after that first shutdown. Somebody actually placed a pretty big order for from a construction company because like I was like who's who's really going to be placing orders right now because we were so used to schools and sure um and other businesses a lot of b2b but the construction business I don't know if they ever it seems like they're busier now
0: yeah they were busy you know curbside deliveries at all restaurants that had to pivot and do the curbside so a lot of restaurants you know you think that You know, there's a lot of them that are hurting, but the ones that are open have to wear like high-vis to go out to the car at the curbside. So a lot of them have started buying safety type of pearls who are selling lighter weight high-vis vests, high-vis t-shirts, so their workers are safe. Or like, you know, you go into Trader Joe's or you know, a grocery store type parking lot and they're full of people. So people were in high vis out there. So some of the stuff in the construction and some of the safety stuff I think is applicable to every business because so many of them now have curbside service. Um, And also the people that go in and go shopping for other people, whether they're going into Whole Foods or, you know, places like that that are drivers, you know, so they're recognizable. Um, So the safety and the, uh, I think, in construction stuff all kind of goes hand in hand and it really fits most essential businesses. Most of them haven't thought about Hey, I need this because it's brand new. It's going to take us as people to educate them. So we need to give them information. Yes, you should be wearing this. Have you thought about this and being more suggestive selling, you know, to make sure they're covering their backside so they don't get sued. If somebody gets hit in the parking lot, dropping off an order, you know, so um, it's really relative now where prior to COVID, you know, it was less of an issue. All
1: right. Well, Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on and, um, and, and letting us, giving us some insight on that stuff and, and guaranteeing sure. that full, full stock by nope, January 4th. Nope. <laughs> 100%
2: guaranteed by
1: Chris. That's, big that's of you. Not what I said. That's big. Of you, we appreciate that. Hey, um, that's okay. I am I'm guaranteeing stock for both of you.
2: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm fine right. with that. I don't yeah. give a shit. We're, it's we're, over.
0: We're, <laughs> fuck
2: you guys. We're getting
0: stock. <laughs> yeah. Call you two to get your stock, get your blank T's up. Huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh all right, man. That'd well, thank
0: amazing. you. Appreciate it. Hey, you guys have a good one. Thanks very much, dude. Bye, bye. Hey, thank right. you. See you.
1: Um. All right. I'm glad that he did that because I was looking over here like how do you work this it always takes
2: you like 10 minutes to kick somebody you know what's funny this is like a little thing but like when we finally say goodbye I try to act I try to sit as still as possible to look like mine frozen so that it's not weird I'll be like "All right, see ya
1: (laughs) well (laughs) fuck like how do you oh no see there's no thing over here oh god Strange and I don't know how to work this anyway, hey, well, anyway I don't have to well,
2: regardless Chris was awesome I feel like that was a really good episode we did earlier in the year that a lot of people looked at to be like what is actually happening like we were actual news Um, but it's good to hear that shit's looking up it is funny though it's kind of like a kick in the dick to be like like Bella Canvas is coming out with new styles, new colors. It's like I don't care. Like get us back to normal first. I wonder and if that was give in, us some new stuff. Like
1: where they had planning on that for a year and hey, we're gonna release these colors. And you know, like he said about um Gildan and their and and he said that they're they just had getting this, the basics. Yeah, they had this five year plan of phasing out certain styles or whatever that they were going to, but instead they just said they accelerated and they said, Nope, gone right now. We're just gonna make the basics. Like mm-hmm. Bella Canvas, we don't we don't need any new colors. Like, don't put employee power
2: into making new colors that you're never going to have in stock anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like that was the thing before COVID. Even it would they'd be like, oh, we have like fifty eight thousand color options, but we only have stock in three of them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, dude, just make some blacks, man. Black and white and. Well, hey, um, Heather, can gray. you
1: um, can you play us some intermission music while I take a leak?
2: You gotta take a dump.
1: uh it's number one number one be right back
2: you froze you definitely said don't
1: here we go i'm back
2: pop it pop it did you just have some of those sitting around
1: yeah dude
2: i always do Ready? (sighs) (laughs) people juice yeah that's what your people juice looks like
1: people juice what's that you think Beetlejuice or people? I don't know. Mm.
2: One of the things I wanted to go over, I didn't know if you had, were the top tips that we learned this year. Did you make any list of
1: that? Oh, so you're talking about a recap of the best shop hacks of 2020? No, I didn't <laughs> I'm guessing make, you I, had a list. <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't make. I didn't make a list. Uh-uh. <laughs> really? No, I did. No, I have a, a short list. Okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah. because it was there were so many. Mm-hmm. And the funny so thing is, good. is
2: I, I tried to make a list earlier today mm-hmm. and there was, I know I'm forgetting a bunch, yeah. but I'm, I wrote down the ones that like, I want to actually implement all the ones that I thought were stupid ideas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I couldn't remember. <laughs> there weren't any stupid ideas.
1: Yeah, there was. But, I'm pretty sure Jonathan from success had just the well, worst ideas. Everything, his, everything he said yes. was awful. I couldn't stay. I mean, I was listening. I almost just ended it a couple times. It I was, threw up in my mouth a couple, <laughs> at least like five times. Right. I mean, <laughs> that guy, I mean, how is he even, he's in business still? I don't know. We should check in yeah. on him. It's a front. Um, but no, they all were great. And the one I can hear, I, so I've got one that I,
2: I know, I, I know, Right now, he's going to send us a message as soon as he hears that in the episode. <laughs> you fuckers.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but for real, I'm just gonna start it off with um, my good friend Dylan at Upstate Merch had a great shop hack. Always. And it was that he uses hoodie palettes, special pallets. That's right, special pallets that are for hoodies. They're the standard palette. But, it's a great idea. But whenever you have to print a hoodie order, boom, put them on, and then you don't ruin your palette tape. Genius. Why didn't I think of that? Because, I don't know. I you, suck. She, I guess. Right. I said it for we you. Knew, we knew. Um, that. <laughs> 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 All right. So you got one.
2: Um, I got a bunch of them. Uh, I thought adding food coloring into the uh, water based blue oh, was a great one. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't <laughs> done it yet, but I really, really want to do it. Um. I, I think it's good because, I mean, we use, it's like, palette tape is that, like, cream color, real light, and then the glue is mm-hmm. clear, basically. Wasn't
1: that Night Owls?
2: Yeah, I think it was Eric who said that. Um, and I don't know what color I'm going to pick. I give that's credit why I haven't done it yet.
1: If you're just saying Shop Hacks. And the- Dude,
2: I don't know... Maybe I know hmm. most of these. Well, of I've got they sounds were. like
1: I got a better memory than you, and I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, my
2: was, memory's fucking dark shit.
1: That was um, our buddy over at Night Owls who gave yeah. us that one.
2: And then uh, Ryan had. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I think I think it was I think it was Eric. I'm pretty sure. And then Ryan had the uh, bar of soap for over tacky pallets, which I thought was really good.
1: Say so. Say that one again. Yeah. What, what he is had
2: it? like a bar, like a bar of soap, like a bar of like like Dawn dish, like not dish soap, but like a bar of soap. Mm-hmm. And if you dial, too, yeah. If you put too much pallet adhesive on, like when you first apply it, it's too much and you have mm-hmm. like a print that's like a straight line or an oval or some shit mm-hmm. or a circle that you can put like a scrub, a bar of soap on it real quick and it'll like bring the tackiness down. So
1: forgot about that one. So I thought that was a really good one. Yeah. All right. You do another one. So I'm not just stealing the light here. Um, you're going to have to because I only wrote down two because I didn't know we were going so you deep with this. fucking but, piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I, my, my next one is King Screen. Scott said that he uses uh, rolling ink carts. You know, yeah. like, so I have always, I've, I've wanted to do that. Like I had that idea before. Oh, we need to be able to roll the ink cart. you know, for, over to the ink department and then over to the press. But I never really actually did it. And so talking to him, like the next day, The next day I I came in and I had like some of those, we had two tables that came with, uh, with came with casters and I had never put them on. Mm -hmm. Well, the next day put the casters on Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was, And Hey,
2: props to Scott. He's super smart. If you follow, if you don't follow Scott Kingscreen, Mm -hmm. it's what at Kingscreen on Instagram. He's always got tips and tricks and shit on his page of stuff that he, he's making. He just made those, um, screen, screen racks or whatever.
1: He also had, um, he, had a,
2: he has a ton of stuff. on. He there. also
1: had the bucket scraper that was rounded on the, on the, um, yeah, mine's
2: better than yours. No, this, good.
1: Uh, this. And so see yeah, this that guy one sucks and it's really good. And he had it and I really bought good. a three that one pack, sucks. and it came in and I, we posted it on our story and then it was like wildflower. I
2: yeah. Wildflower, like wildfire, <laughs> fire, fire. <laughs> well, just like wildflower,
1: just like wild, wildflower spread <laughs> like wildfire. Uh, we got to say wildflower, like yeah, wildflower, yeah, yeah. this shit spread. Yeah. But, uh, I but did see, had, I
2: did see a shitload of people posting that they bought those.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, because they're, they're good.
2: And I'm telling you right now, go on Amazon and buy the metal one that has a bent handle. No, it's
1: why I'll tell you exactly why. And I talked to Scott about this is because that you can't clean that shit. You know, you have to be real picky. It's fucking stainless steel. You had to be a picky little motherfucker about oh the handle isn't bent right, and so how am I going to do it? I have fucking sausage. I have bear paw hands. Well, not my problem. Not Scott's problem either. (laughs) This is better, and you can clean it like really super easily. You want to get the one Dylan recommending. We'll have. You want to be smarter. Or get the one. I, get it. the one I got. Yeah. All right. Next.
2: Are you out? Are you out of tips now?
1: I can. I got more, but oh, it's your turn. Okay. All right. It's your turn. Um, I, did, I did the rolling ink cart.
2: Adding the heater to your dip tank, or taking the dip tank off the off the concrete and putting it in on blocks, so mm, that, that the water that? is warmer. Did yes, you do that? Yes, I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And did it help? I
2: did not buy the heater. I bought um, like rolly carts to get it off the concrete.
1: And you think it helped? Yeah,
2: I think it's, I mean, A, the rolly cart made it to where they can move the tank around and dump it easier. And B, it just getting it off the cold concrete is definitely warming the water up. Right. I think that was was a really good one. Um, And I've been having people just send me and keep doing this for sure. Like if you're listening to this and you have a tip, just send it to me on Instagram, but like, I've been having people just send me tips that I didn't ask for, which is awesome. Uh, I had somebody send me the other day, uh, I need to shout them out just because Hold on, Daniel Meza on Instagram sent me these suction cups that have like a little loop on top. They're meant for, you can buy them on Amazon. They're like aquarium, uh, waterline suction cups to like hold them in the tank. But hmm. he, he bought, you buy like a pack of them and you put them on the lid of your like, like gallon jugs of ink. So you, you can grab that and take the lid off rather than like grabbing the side and picking it up and then getting ink on your fingertips. Hmm. I was like, hell yeah, I'm definitely buying those. Nice. So that one, that one I got like three days ago that I, I'm just going to buy them and did do it. So send that them was a to good me, one. please. Yes, I will. All right. Thank you. All right, Thanks. next.
1: Um, you want to go again?
2: I, I can go all day.
1: I got, I got another. Oh, I got one for plantar fasciitis.
2: That's, that's not a real thing.
1: It's very real. <laughs> and um, I have a, um, it's a sock. It's a support sock. And it, and it feels really good. I sent some to Scott, a king screen, and I don't know if it's helping or not, or if he even used it.
2: So for but people who are he, printers that have problems with their feet, buy the sock.
1: Yeah, yeah. Buy this. Buy a, you know, like they're really like you can get them for your knees too. If you have knee issues, you can get a support knee thing. Same goes for same same thing goes for your for your plantar fasciitis. Mm. So yeah, get that.
2: Evergood merch. Hit me up on Instagram, and he showed me. You know how we were talking to we were talking to a few people about uh, label printers. How you can get the rolls, or you can get the the flat ones that you come in a pack and they, when they come through the printer, they like automatically like fold themselves into a stack again. Cause right now I use the roll and when it comes out of the zebra printer, it just ends up with like a shitload on the floor and then you have Mm -hmm. to fold them yourself and they're still curved and everything. And I have like five or six zebra printers in the shop and I was going to replace them all with like different ones. But anyway, he sent me a thing the other day cause he watched that episode and showed me that you can use, flat stack labels with the zebra printer and it fucking blew my mind. And I was like, dude, you just saved me like hundreds of dollars.
1: How does it work though? because You have to load the roll.
2: There's no, no, in the back of the the printer, there's a slit and you can feed the flat label through it. And then in the middle, there's that like green thing with like two circles on it that holds the roll. Hmm. Well, you spread that out to the width of the label. Cause there's like a, an adjustment on it and it'll feed right through the back. And then when they come out, they, they stack themselves back up again. So I was like, Holy shit. Like it's meant to do that. Like it's meant to do both, both style labels. Okay. I just had no idea at okay. all. So that was, that was a huge one for me that I'm definitely gonna like implement for sure.
1: Okay.
2: You got any other feet things? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, um, hmm. What's another one? Oh, 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 no, I don't have it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, I don't have anything. No, I got, um, I heard of one and I wanted to try, but I didn't try it. So I, I decided putting, not to say it.
2: Uh, New Duds told us to put a return form on the bottom of the packing slip. I thought that was a really good one because I personally have that problem with just more and more emails of fulfillment customers being like wrong size or whatever. And they want to make a return. He had it written on the bottom of the packing slip, like everything you need to know to make a return to basically just mail it back with this label. Um, and it says everything you need to do. And I thought that was super smart. It's pretty like obvious to think about, but I mean, if you don't think about it, you're going to deal with it. Just like, I didn't think about it. So, um, dealing with that. And then TC screen printing was talking about the Pantone box that he built the light box. I thought that was really cool. And I kind of want to make one. Um, So basically you have the perfect lighting in this box Mm -hmm. to where you can lay the shirt down in and it's the correct light for that Pantone to show, to make sure you have the right colors in case your office lighting sucks or your shop light sucks. Um,
1: Didn't Tyler say he was going to make us one? I thought. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he did. Pretty sure. Yeah, he said, He said, just like John Hammond in Jurassic Park, he said, spare no expense.
1: <laughs>
2: um, and well, he was going to make us these light boxes. And anybody, I think, who requested, he was going to make them a light box.
1: I know he was pretty busy like towards the end of the year, so he probably just, he's going to, it's like a January project. Right, right. So, right. Looking for those, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, man. All right, so that's that's stuff. That's the recap. We were talking about present, and then all of a sudden we were talking Talked about past again. So I think it's time for the future. All right. You wanna go? You wanna talk I about want the you, future?
2: I want you to tell me about your future.
1: Okay, well. <sighs> January is four projects. And so um I've got a couple projects lined up, but the first one is tomorrow. Actually, it's not January yet, is it? What's tomorrow? The 28th. December 28th. So just, tomorrow I have an install. And
2: first uh, of all, tell us why you have an install and what you're doing.
1: So I am getting uh, a different CTS. I'm going with wax. I'm going with wax, baby. And why? Um, because wax doesn't care about humidity and wax doesn't care about surfactants. Did I get that right?
2: Mm-hmm. You did. I'm proud did. of you.
1: Alex, let me know. Um, but, but yeah, those, those are the two main reasons. Um, and that's more, look, the eye image is great. Um, and it was, it's done us really, it's done good by us and we still like it. It still works. We, we used it up until, you know, Christmas Eve, but tomorrow we're getting wax and, um, it's gonna, I think I am hoping from what I understand what Mark tells me is that it's going to solve all these problems that we're having downstream. And so we're super stoked. Right. So that's our project for, um, and, and we're closed all next week. So it's, it's being installed on Monday and then it gives us a couple days to, to learn it and get it just right before we come back. So.
2: Do you have that couple days with him to just go over it?
1: He is himself? in St. Louis right now. He was landing at four 30 and, um, and, and I was going to pick him up, but he said he rented a car don't have to. So yeah, we're going to meet here tomorrow morning and he's going to install it. Nice. Um, I got a, I went and, and to Best Buy and bought a, a flat screen, an led uh, TV. I guess they're all flat screen now. Right. But I bought a, I bought an led, um, uh TV 43 inch for a hundred and like $65. And, and it's going to be our second monitor, you know, because it has pretty, some pretty kick ass rip software that, that Steven, from Campus Inc told me to, um, to get the second monitor so that we can uh, preview properly and make decisions in the screen room. So, so yeah, that's a big move for us. And so um, that's a few, fu- that's the future. That's the future uh, as far as like equipment goes, that's our, I have no other plans for equipment. Um, well, that's not true. Hothead that is on the, on the list. I'm gonna order it. I was gonna order it back uh, about a month ago, but they're they're uh, they're there six weeks out. I was gonna try and get in here before the end of the year, but but so that's going to be one I'm going to order uh, on hothead um, 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 in the month of January and also get, get wax going. How about you?
2: I want to hear though, like your, your business or just goals for, for the future, not just
1: what equipment you're getting. Yeah. What, I mean, equipment was was part of it. And so, yeah, then right. there's the business side, right? What do you yeah, doing? There's that, there's that business side. Hmm. You go first. What are you doing?
2: Okay. Um well I equipment wise I'm probably going to be adding a reclaim, auto reclaim. I'm not sure which one yet. Um but it's probably gonna happen in the spring. Uh another thing I'm gonna buy is a auto fold and bagger. Oh really? Uh yeah. And so those will probably be my two equipment purchases this year.
1: That's rad. The auto bagger. that's, I, I, I mean, we I would love one. Yeah. Do you know? It's what not as much, is? it's
2: not as much as you think it would be. Hmm. Um, and you've got the space. That's the thing is pretty much my goal for this year. If I can pull it off is to like triple the size or double the size of shipping, and receiving. So I, when I own the, I own the building, but I also own like plots of land on both sides. So the side that shipping receiving savings on, I kind of want to blow up to as close to my property line as I can. So I need to, I say double or triple because I need to talk to code to find out how close to my property line I can actually build. Cause I know there's laws like 15 feet from your line or whatever else. So I need to figure that out and then I can figure out how much bigger I can make shipping or saving. But my goal is to make a finishing department. Right now I have finishing kind of like spread out through the building, whether it's like heat presses or tags or whatever is like just out there wherever I can fit it. Um, But I want to make a whole section at the end of shipping receiving. That's basically, you know, your flow. So it goes from press to folded to back out to shipping receiving, and then they can check it back, count it back in. And then it immediately goes to finishing and then finishing right to the loading dock. So I wanna get, say I build that out in spring or whatever, I want to add the folder bagger, get all the finishing stuff down there, tables, everything supplies wise for finishing, and then streamline that as much as possible. So everything kind of goes in that direction. But yeah, right now we're doing folding and bagging. I bought a, like a semi-auto bagger that we basically never got into because it needed tweaks and I didn't feel like messing around with it. So we actually just got rid of that on Christmas Eve. The guy finally came and picked it up. Um, But yeah, I wanna buy the MNR folder bagger. So you basically just lay it on, hit the button, goes through, folds it, puts it in a poly bag, and then you can go, you can get attachments too to where it barcodes it at the end, puts it in the box. Uh, So yeah, I wanna add that. Um, And like I said, just the auto reclaim stuff was just the next step anyway. Um, which is
1: coming first the bagger or reclaim
2: probably reclaim and then i will look into the building scenario and then hopefully by the end of the year we put the you know fulfillment or the uh sorry the finishing station down on the other end of the building um that stuff aside i think for me mostly this year is just gonna be growth business wise and like I don't know, like I was talking about employees, benefits and all that stuff. I, I really want to dive deep into my staff and figure out the best way to take care of everybody more so than I already do. Um, now, finally, I mean, I feel like I keep talking about this renovation, like it's this huge fucking project. But to me, in my mind, it was like, for me, it's like- It takes a long time. Right, well, it took, it took a, like we started it in March. Like we literally started when COVID started. And I'm I'm excited to put together a video of like all the like before pictures and after pictures and stuff. But like for me, it's a big deal because like I've been thinking about it, I've been working on it like in all my free time all year long. Um, me and my dad are finally going to finish it next week, so I'll have my own office and everybody. Managers will have their own office. We'll have more room for just chilling and more room for sales. I'm going to have a whole section that's just. Um, like for photography and taking pictures of product shots and stuff or making videos. Um, so that's gonna be nice. Uh, but other than that, this year, it took us 10 years basically to switch ink mixing systems. So we ended up going with the Monarch system um, and we've been loving it so far. We did, we did, we did te- a bunch of tests before, before we even bought the system, but the other day we did a job, which was pretty crazy where we had an orange, like a military, or not military, like a hunter orange color on an independent camel hoodie. And we had the Willflex Epic System mixed on the shelf, put it in the screen, started printing a job. I walked by it. He did one hoodie, and I was like, oh, we should probably, like... PFP that either white or the orange or something like it's too, it's not opaque enough. Like if you can see the white yeah. through it, or not, not see white, but you know, but it wasn't like solid. And uh, we had the Monarch system sitting here that we haven't like fully put into place as far as like the whole system. And I was like, let's just set up the system. So we, I set up the system that morning. I mixed that orange, Pantone came out perfect, exactly what it was supposed to be, put it in the screen instead. And it was night and day difference. It was like, that's awesome, solid, opaque better hand feel than the will flex. And I was just like, hell yeah, I'm super excited to like use this system. So we, we used it for a couple days. You know that, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have, we bought into it. We have, um, the two fives of, of whatever the mixing whites are. Right. And then, um, and then on a gallon of all the colors, it's just, yep. we were so uh, you know, jammed up. But right, once, like month we have. An same,
2: egg. same that's with me. We had so much stuff going on, and I know I had enough ink on the shelves to where I could probably get by without mixing anything for a little while.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we finally got to the point where we had to mix some colors. Yeah, yeah I didn't get one of those.
1: Isn't that cool. Um, maybe yours is at the. Uh, yeah, know, it's
2: lost in the mail. What's
1: it? What did you say earlier? It's at the. It's in. It's in.
2: It's on the floor at the post office facility.
1: Or yeah, it's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So
2: oh one other well one other thing that's important for me this year that i feel like i just got wore down enough on with this podcast was i'm going to look into possibly updating my shop management software
1: Hmm.
2: so i feel like if i'm going to go through this whole thing with employees and tweaking and making things better it might be a good time to implement a new system Uh, bruce (laughs) <laughs> so, um, we'll see. It's
1: exciting I'm not, stuff, man. Not positive. Exciting stuff. Well, I would say that, um, so that's equipment stuff. Um, HR, let's see. Well, um, we have to add a, a few more people. I think that was one of my, if I, there was another thing, another mistake I made. I didn't add enough people back for the fall. Like, um, I shouldn't say enough people back cause we're, we're pretty well back to where we were, but just more people. So, um we definitely need to make a couple of hires also move uh, a couple people around because I know there's um there, there's a few people who are in, who are doing in some roles that they could uh they would be better doing uh you know something different, and they've already we've already had conversations about that so um but just there wasn't any time in fact well so how it really is is I have to find somebody else to fill their role before they move out of it before they can move to the to the new role um future business, like business development. Um, I have somebody here and she's ready to go, but, um, we were, it was with the holidays and we were too busy combination of things. We were too busy to put her in that role. So if she were getting, she were getting more business, that would have been a bad thing at that point. And also it's just a bad time to, to develop the, with that, with what we were going to do was a bad time timing wise out. like,
2: hey, go things. get a bunch more business and that way we can tell those customers that there's no stock.
1: <laughs> there's no stock or we're too busy to get <laughs> it done or, you know, they're already, de- they're dealing with their holiday issues too. So it was just, yep. timing was wrong. And so January and February, and March, that's, that's what the plan is. And so we're excited about that.
2: We're pretty much doing the same thing. We're hiring more customer service people. And some of the people that have already been here are going into more of a role of, you know, Taking the time and collecting data, and you know, focusing on our good customers and hitting them up more frequently with new ideas and new, you know, new styles and stuff instead of just waiting for them to come to you with a new order. I kind of want to like stay on top of that stuff more this year. I mean, if you have more people to do it, then you might as well do it.
1: Right, um, and then personally. I want to. Um, I'm going to get mm, proper sleep. I'm going to get mm, proper uh, diet. Got to do a little better there. I've been eating too much. I'm going to um, continue to go to Cody with uh, with Joanne three times a week and get in get an even better shape. Um, and then I've got something big here. <laughs> then I'm going to read some books. We are. Hey, that hold was on, on my take list. That take that back. That was on my list. Well, check this out, motherfucker. Were you starting a book club? It's damn straight. And you sure know what? Sure show book club? You know what? I already, I already bought our first books and I sent it to you.
2: Oh, God damn.
1: Yep. It's on its way. You ready? <laughs> you want, can I tell you which book? Is it, is it a it?
2: real book or an audio book?
1: It's a real book.
2: I mean, so is I thought, it like I'm getting a fucking copy of a book or is yeah, it something the hard, I can download? Oh, God. It's a
1: hard cover.
2: I'm not doing that. I'm going to buy the audio. And then I'm going to use the book you sent here's, me as a coaster. Here's, the,
1: here's what I'm going to need. This is called an intervention. And I, here's what I, I'm going to need from you. And I'm just going to need a commitment that our very first book, you actually read words, like read them I can't, on, I can't and, do it. on a page. Yeah, no, you can. You. Can. I'm going
2: to come out and say this so, right now that I can't read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know how to read. I never or learned me. how to read. <laughs> Can't well, read.
1: Well, this is. I mean, there's a perfect time to learn. So, uh, here's
2: here's a fucking book about business. Learn to read.
1: Yeah. So here's what it's called. You ready? The first title of our book club.
2: Green Eggs and, and Ham. Green and Eggs and Ham. Club.
1: This book club has two members in it.
2: Is it a Where's Waldo? No. No. Then I. Dylan, can't this
1: is about like learning stuff. Okay. This is about. Okay. all right. All right. What, what's this book? Okay, so the first one I chose... Is it Two Second Lean? You're not even letting me... Yeah, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm just so excited to read. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been actually... That would have been a good idea because I know we had that recommended to us I'm times. full of good Damn ideas. It. So Two Second Lean, that's got to be the second book. But the, this book, the first book to kick off the um, 2021 Shirt Show Book Club is titled Never Split the Difference. It's called Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It.
2: Sounds like a real fucking page turner. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> well, it is. And you're are you ready? It's on the New York Times bestseller list. So check this out.
2: Um, I'll read New York Times one. doesn't know anything.
1: Um, well, they track how many people buy this book. Okay, so and there's also reviews. Go to Amazon. Do whatever you got to do.
2: They pay. Don't people do overseas. that. Don't do that.
1: Just here, the book's going to show up just read it and that'll be a book and then we'll talk about it. Okay. And this is something
2: I feel I'm with you on this. I feel like we should do shirt show book club. I feel like we should get as many people involved that want to get involved and grow with us as possible. So if you want to be part of this book club, we need to make posts about what book we're reading and when we're going to talk about it, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: when we're going to get together. Yeah. All right. But I am 100% getting the audio version of this and not reading it. (laughs)
1: Well, um, do what you gotta do, but um, I'm excited about it. It's about um, um, like part of this, part of what it uh, um, talks about is that life is a series of negotiations you should be prepared for. Like buying a car, negotiating a salary, buying a home, renegotiating rent, which is what I talked about earlier, Um, deliberating with your partner, taking emotional intelligence and intuition to the next level. So never split the difference, gives you the competitive edge in any discussion, so. Excited about it,
2: um, me too. Hey, me too, man.
1: Well, I didn't waste my money because when it arrives at your house, you can put it on on your nightstand, and then you can, you know, you can read, you can read every night right before you go to bed.
2: Mm. Be That's what I do right before I go to bed. Mm.
1: So, yeah, excited about that. I have this to say, and then I'll shut up. And that is, I would love it if people liked or subscribe to this podcast if they haven't, or subscribe to our YouTube channel if they haven't, or give you, you, us a YouTube. Did I say it wrong? I must've YouTube. Is that how you say it? I don't know, tell me. The kids,
2: the kids call it YouTube, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so what did I say, YouTube?
2: <laughs> YouTube. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so subscribe to YouTube, it's a new, it's like the newest thing, like that's what the right. kids are watching. But but yeah, so um, um, give us, a review and, or, or even just even a rating, you know, and and that helps, that helps get it, get this podcast. I'm not even
2: going to ask for that. I'm going to ask for, well, I mean, do that, like be a nice person and go do that. If you're listening to this, just Mm. fucking be a nice human. That'd be cool. Um, The other thing is on Facebook or Instagram, just like share something you heard or screenshot of something in your Instagram stories. That way other people are like, Oh, what is that? I guess I'll check that out. That would be really cool. I mean, we give you guys all this knowledge. Well, I give you all the knowledge and then you get all the bad advice from Andy. Well, you uh, have to have both, right? You need right. good advice and bad advice. And you need to hear my, what I have to say and then hear what you have to say and be like, holy shit, that's a bad idea. And then-
1: You know the saying, if you get good advice, uh, pass it on. <laughs> Same thing goes with bad advice. Pass that on too, so.
2: Pass that shit on to your enemies. Mm,
1: yeah. Um, well, um, take us out, Dylan.
2: Well, we got to ask each other what we're having for dinner first. You missed that.
1: I did, yeah. So having? I'm having, uh, it's. we have a, this bag of fresh-made pasta, ravioli. It's got chicken and garlic and something in it. So yeah, so we're having fresh pasta. A, a
2: bag of fresh-made pasta?
1: Yeah, so it's in the refrigerator. You know what I mean? Like it's not frozen.
2: Right. Like somebody made it and put it in a bag and gave it to you.
1: <laughs> somebody made it at a factory and right. then put it in a bag probably probably and auto bagger right and then shipped it no 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 yeah they shipped it and then put it. the
2: word fresh on it and you bought it
1: yeah they it was they shipped it frozen and then it got to the grocery store they unfroze it and it's fresh
2: it's Chef Boyardee isn't it
1: it's it is yeah and it can. <laughs>
2: it's just SpaghettiOs <laughs>
1: Nothing wrong with just,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna have leftover pizza and I think we're trying to watch all the star Wars movies from the beginning. So I'm going to do that over the next couple days. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Hey man, uh, in all reality, uh, this podcast has been one of the best things I've done and, uh, I'm stoked to do it again in 2021
1: me too 52 more episodes next year next year
2: hey you know what would be really fun is if uh, um like iss happened and we could actually go and hang out with all the people that we love and share this podcast and we can just have a big hangout and drink some uh what was it angels envy that you have That's right it's That's That's really right. weird but it'd be great i love you um, um i'm glad we got to do this together I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Love you too, man. Hey. See you. Right. Hugs, kisses. Hugs. XOXO. XO, XO.
2: <laughs> see you.
1: See you.